Hello, and this is Filter Optional, and I'm Chico West. And I'm Shannon West. And guess what? I'm the no damn filter that in this relationship. so true, and I am the filter. And it's been like that for 25 years. I'm the filter. I'm the diplomat. I am not those <laughs> I'm things. I'm the Enneagram 2. I'm the Enneagram the 8. The Challenger. Yep. yep. So we are... Right, we are definitely filter and no filter. It just is what it is. You know, and and we are, you know, you just said Enneagram. We're, we're going to do a little more research on the Enneagram, talk about it more, but we're going to get a, a I want to do some guest, episodes on that, yeah. A guest or two, you know, I got to give a shout out to an old uh, friend, David Henry. He hooked us up with, uh, you know, an Enneagram specialist that we're going to well, yeah, bring it would be, on It would be a superstar um, guest, like, for real for like drop the mic but yeah. before we say it we gotta so we gotta will, spend yeah, well, a little if, time if with they her. will give us the the time of day um they certainly wouldn't owe it to us but it would be awesome so, it would be yeah and so uh she's an author written some books and then we and, still need to have so over um spring break when we were in florida we were supposed to do a show with um Andrea and Eddie Gallagher. Yes. Eddie was wrongly convicted and then acquitted. Navy SEAL. Yes. And they lived down. Um, and then we, I think the last episode we did, we said, hey, wait for this next episode. But We did because we were headed to Florida and then he had to leave town, on, you know, to take care of a family member or something. Um, and they're and still just, excited and we're going to yeah, yeah, connect Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still going to happen. It just Is that the last time you guys did a show? Yes. God, it's been a long time. It has it has been, been since while. before spring break. It yeah, has. I miss it. We've had a lot going on. I, I've had a little bit of a, a colitis flare. And so you all have heard me talk about that autoimmune situation that I have going on on the show. And so um, Chico and I have still maintained to not get COVID. Um, so that's good. But I did have a... A little bit of a flare that is, it's, it's, it always ends up being a setback um, as far as my energy and everything else. And um, so things take a back burner, but we are back. So. But not just that, you've done that. I've, I've known this golf. Oh, Ernie. well, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and he's been out of town when I'm trying to, and he's like, well, you can rest and, you know, without me around. And I'm like, yeah, but somebody still has to get up, you know, early and feed the dogs and, <clears throat> you know, make sure the kid gets to school or football. Actually, he's still doing virtual. Better. Yes, but but that is. Um, I, I went to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and played in the Recovery Cup. Uh, and I, it, you know, it was a good time. I was with my buddy Gary Fisher. I, you know, we, there was a bunch of us, so I I got a little time. Um, away but i was gone for five days <laughs> then i come back and i head to back to florida yes this is what three four times to florida since yes the may i've i maybe that's and then and chico's kind of needy and um in another episode we'll kind of talk about the marriage situation but you know so when he gets back in town he's all like Hey, didn't everybody miss me and like, no one really missed me he wants a parade and hey i did well, yeah, thank you, Kev. <laughs> You're welcome. That's thank nice. you. I'll but so, so we haven't I'll had. Let, I'll let you pick him up at the airport next time because <laughs> he doesn't believe in Uber because he wants the attention. He wants somebody to care enough to pick him up at the airport. But I, but I went to to Florida again for another golf trip, and so got to spend some time with my buddy David Lejeune and George Joseph, and 
you know, Rick Hubbard was there as well. It was a good time uh, doing that. So I, I've traveled a bunch. Um, you've had a little flair. And now we're back in the studio with Kevin we again. We are because it's time to start. I did. Um, it's time to start talking about helping people again um, with issues of addiction and codependency and marriage and family and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was uh, fortunate enough yesterday to tour uh maggie's house that was the old it's magdalene house um a nonprofit women's uh program treatment program and it was the original it house was the original gaston house that um i i'd like i almost want to go grab the picture that i have in the other room no 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 no. it's not necessary because people if people are listening they can't see it and everything so it um it's gorgeous and i just feel like that without going into too much detail, I just feel like that property has been anointed and um, I think God is going to use it to help people, but it encouraged me. So walking through it, I just, you, you started this, sending pictures to know, Dave and, and Deb I just had and this myself. Moment of like, I'm ready to get back to trying to help people as, as, as flawed as we are. And I think we have something to say just based on our own personal, like, struggles and whatever but um what well, and, and you think about you know helping people i i like that you say that shannon because still okay i still have my little private practice i'm still doing a, a couple other things that we'll talk about you yes. know on this episode but i and i still too, get my daily text i got a text from nashville asking for a therapist in fort worth i mean yes. i'm like i'm not even a counselor or a therapist people that are listening that don't know that um, or haven't listened for very long. I am just married to Chico, who clearly has made himself known in the industry and um, everywhere because he's the no filter. But I still get daily. I'm I'm still helping people. I'm just not getting paid, paid for it right now. But, well, I, but I never want. But, I never. It never. That I, never a happened, little sidebar. You'll like this. I'm not going to tell the joke. But uh, Kevin. Thank you. I. I was in Florida and we went to this dinner and it was it was not just guys, but it's everybody in the industry of addiction. And there was this couple that's from Jackson, Mississippi, and then Rick and Sylvia. It was Doug and Neely uh, Lyon and then Rick and Sylvia Hubbard and then George Joseph, myself and David Lejeune. It's a big group. And we're sitting and it's, you know, I, everybody's, you know, sober. You know, I it, most people are sober. Sylvia well, is a normie. You know, and so they probably at a at a function like that. Generally, alcohol is not necessary. It's yeah. such great company, and it's always a good time. And it, you know, anytime I'm, I mean, I drink. I'm a normie or whatever. Yes. That we might have to explain that. But um, but when I'm with a big group of people, it's it's so uplifting. It's just like it's like not and needed. We, it's and we fun. have it's fun. fun. So I mean, the it, normies are vastly outnumbered. Yes, but yes. It doesn't yes. doesn't. And to be totally honest, it, it, it doesn't, I mean, early on it, it doesn't feel right to be like, um, you know, they're all like, I'll have a Topo Chico with lime or their favorite, I'll have a Diet Coke or whatever their favorite, you know, non-alcoholic beverages. And then you'd hate to get to you and you're like vodka on the rocks. Like the double, you know? yeah. <laughs> the, the only person who's like, yeah, can I get a And then, and then you have Tito's? the whole table looking at you like, hmm, mm. maybe this could go into our adult um, shame like kid adult, shame yeah, yes. like, we could do an episode on that but kevin i'm sitting there uh and i get back monday night and i get this text shannon's driving with me hey hubbard won't tell me the joke that you told because the night before i'm sitting at this table and i tell 
a pretty non-filtered non-filtered <laughs> joke that's why he's not gonna tell it and so this girl sarah texts me and i tell her the punchline and she loves it then yesterday shannon i was talking to bowen and bowen says oh i talked to doug lyon and he goes hey chico's <laughs> the only one that can tell this joke that is no filter yeah and everybody loves it he gets a pass some for some reason. I don't but, understand. And we used to, when we were first married and we were going to a bunch of weddings, because we were kind of one of the first ones to get married. So we would attend a ton of weddings. And if Chico had a joke like that, I had to teach him not to tell it like right when you sit down for like the rehearsal dinner or whatever. Right. I'm you got to like, work your way into wait it. Wait till everybody has a few drinks. Um, because but no that one crowd, had but drinks no one, at this, like, this deal. He's like dropping bombs and I'm like, okay, yes. well, are they going to like it? Are they not? But um, And it's one of my favorite jokes. I do have to give my buddy Gordo well, props because most of my joke, joke yes. most of my jokes. But let's, let's okay. get into helping people. Yes. You know, this is a West... You know, media production. We yes. are the West. We are the filter and no filter. We've kind of talked a little too much in the intro for my liking, but since we're just back, let's let's talk about um, a topic that I think is important for everyone to really understand. And Do you want me to announce? You you can announce it because it's another thing that I'm still doing. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about interventions, and when I think of interventions because I don't do it for a living. I've never done one and I'm not trained to do interventions. And I, I actually, as an Enneagram two and a someone that avoids conflict, I would run from an intervention, including my own probably. So um, we're gonna talk about interventions. And I think that the show, you remember the show? Interventions, interventions on was, A&E. It was outstanding entertainment. I mean, gripping entertainment. Still and is. It still is. And actually, back in the day, this is a little known fact, Kevin. Um, Chico was um, A and E reached out to Chico specifically. Oh man, that's and awesome! Asked him to do an after show, so they would show intervention. I mean, and the then next they, show would the be, next show would be called Halfway. It was like a follow up. It would be a follow up, the, and oh, it would okay. be the guy, uh, the people in Halfway House or whatever. And so, and they wanted him to star in it. They literally did a like a fifteen minute like. Pilot test pilot, pilot test yes. pilot video um, to to pitch to A and E. So they pitched it to A and E, and A and E was like, "Oh, I really like this. Like, this would be a great follow up." But there's not enough like drama. Drug usage. Oh, that's no. True. They said there's I feel not like enough. I totally watch that. <laughs> they but... said there's not enough drug usage. Yes. In the hey, in the they in want the this salacious content. They want what's... the people to watch. No, they people. they brought a contract. And they the did. deal, the deal was they didn't want me. They they wouldn't give me final cut, you know. Well, oh yeah, they're never gonna. No. Yeah. they wouldn't well, be able to do it, Chico twist said, it however well, they then, want. So know? then, but Chico was like, um, "I'm trying to keep people. This is like the next step after treatment. We got to keep people sober. You're not gonna see drug usage. Right. You're That's kind of see, the point. Right. So you're gonna see great growth and whatever. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then so A and E passed on it. And then there was a chance that MTV was gonna pick up on it. Because like VH1 had Sober House and probably, yeah. you know, it's kind of similar. Except Sober it, was House right. before, it was before Sober House. It was before Sober House because they were trying to this get, you know. This 2005. And, and Sober House was celebrities, not normal people. So. Right, exactly. exactly. With Dr. With Drew. Drew. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Drew. So, and, and we were literally pitched for the show. We, Chico, was pitched for that show before Drew took it. Because they, anyway, the celebrity part of it 
raise the entertainment yeah, value. That, that raised the stakes. Yeah. Yep. You, anyway, Good. so I think that when people think about interventions, they're like, oh, I can't imagine my family member needing an intervention, my child, my spouse, my mom, my dad, my friends, um, or anything like that. And so it's kind of like the the connotation of halfway house back in the day. Now they call it sober living. There's a reason they call it sober living because halfway house carries a different connotation, like out of prison, sexual predators and things like that. So I want you to help explain what an intervention is. Well, going back to that's probably a go, going back to that show, question. people yeah. would ask me when it first came out because I started doing interventions when we were first married. 1995, I did my first intervention, you know, shortly after right. we were married. And then you went off and got trained by that yeah. guru. Yes. And, and yeah. so I did my first intervention in 95. I, you know, I've done, I don't know how many, but people would ask me when interventions, hey, do you watch the show? I go, no, that's just like kind of what watching work. Right. Right. You know, but I have I seen a few of the episodes and I'm not. You know, the few episodes that I have seen, I know some people that have been the interventionists that have been on the show. Oh. Ken Seeley is my favorite. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, I still get emails from him about workshops. I and stuff. will not comment. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I know him and I will not comment. Go ahead, Chico. Um, but that is something I do want to talk about, the difference with different people that do them and stuff like that and, and how they do them. And, you know, I question... Well, fuck it. You said it. I question Ken Seeley's ethics, you know, and I don't, I don't believe. Uh, Maybe just talk his about ethics. his um, manner and not him personally. Yeah. Um, I question his he's... ethics. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so that's, you know, that's me, you know, inner interventions. Um, they, here's the big difference. People intervene on, we intervene on each other as couples. We intervene, you know, on our kids. If you have the tools to do that. No, yeah, we, most people oh, do. Yes. There's a difference between intervening and intervention. Okay. Okay. You, we intervene, you know, when it comes to drugs and alcohol and people with that, hey, you should stop drinking. Or even with grades. Know, we call, grades. The, we email the teacher and we say, we intervene. Yeah. Right? You intervene with me picking my clothes up and putting it in, yes, you I know, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, uh, the laundry room, uh-huh. you know. The the laundry room? Yes. That's what it's called. <laughs> In case you forgot. Yes. But we, we intervene all the time. The difference between intervening and intervention, especially when you're dealing with someone with addiction issues, uh, the person with addiction issues is they're masters at spinning it back around on you. So if I had the addiction and was active in my addiction and you're intervening on me, I would spin it back on you so I'm and trying make to it a, your issue. Intervene in a way that it, it, it's going to work for me. Like if I just maybe I'd take all the alcohol out of the house. Yes. And so that could be an inter- Is that, that intervening. That's intervening an intervention. And what I like with the intervention is actually it in some ways it's the greatest. I, I maybe that's a strong word. It, it's one of the best ways to show up authentically with your true self, with others involved, and get away from the lies and the manipulation. So a real healthy intervention, I, I'm talking global and then we'll we'll chunk it down. On a real healthy intervention, you're not just uh, doing the intervention if you're an interventionist on uh, the identified patient or problem, the right. person with addiction. You're intervening on the whole system. Right, because 
we the system is broke because we can only come up with our own system or our own process of intervening on a loved one but we can't figure out how to clo close the deal to get a changed behavior and what well, and i think is, you can't you can't which is kind of where i think our human nature goes at it at a as a um I'll use the word selfish, even though it doesn't feel selfish when you're kind of the victim of um, someone's addiction. You know, feel you feel more like a victim, and so your your mode of intervent intervening is going to be selfishly motivated. If that makes sense, like how am I going to make that person better for my life? And um, well, and and and. and I, Shin, I think you're right on track because it's it's that codependency, it's that caretaking, it's that tunnel vision. It's like they're they're not looking at their stuff because the addict, the active addict that's in use is destruction, is the Tasmanian devil, is turning shit up all over well, the place. Well, then it builds resentment because it, it's like, why am I having to? Do, this is not my problem. Why am I having to deal with this? Why am I having to come up with ways to intervene with this problem because it's, you know it's it's affecting my life and you're not even really unfortunately we're usually trying to take care of ourselves um but you know unfortunately we're usually trying to take care of ourselves sorry chico is sending signals to kevin right now as i'm talking <laughs> he's giving me up and I'm down sorry, i think I he means his volume but i guess yeah i'm, he has I'm the trying air to have a smooth transition in my talking <laughs> no, no, you're, you're doing you're doing so, a good job i, know, I got that I'm, okay it done. is hot in here though okay. I, i'm <laughs> i'm freaking burning up and so i'm okay. intervening i'm gonna keep on, talking yes. okay go for it so you did did your little intervention on the um temperature in the room yes. okay what i'm saying is that when we're operating, especially in kind of crisis mode, if we're stressed out, if we're tired, if we're anxious because of someone in our lives, um, addiction or usage and um, all well, that. Well, an addiction stuff. could be we're like a, uh, eating disorder, could, gambling, yes, spending. Sure. I mean, so you can do interventions on sure. process Workah addiction. Workaholic. Yeah, you can do interventions I mean, on process addiction. But what keeps people is you're correct, Shannon, is that there's a lot of... Um, you know, you're making it, why am I doing this on them? And so a lot of times also people are fearful to do an intervention. They've seen well, the they TV show. because they don't know how to. Well, I don't know how, I don't, I, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to say the things that appear like on the TV show because you need a mediator. Okay, sorts. but like what you were saying about how, but, you know, A&E called me and did that, yeah. you know, pilot and, you know, they had a whole production crew. I wish we had crew. that video and Coach yes stuff. i know i don't know where, where i don't either but it, it'd be funny to watch it now would be yeah if you had it you should put it on like your youtube channel or yes. something. people would love to see that it would yes. be funny but the but the deal is we people want drama and so you a lot of the interventions you see on a and e it's a lot more dramatic Hi. than that. That's exactly what I wanted to ask you yes. about, Chico. Yes. Because everyone you see on TV, it's never a high-functioning person. And, it's always and someone it's, who's untethered, and, out of and, control. And it's a shit show. Yeah, welcome you know, to, to the, the shit, shit show. show. It's also on your shirt. It's also it's on your shirt. Oh, it is on my shirt. Yes. Uh, it's all over his face, too. Over. It's everything. It's everything. <laughs> but that's what I deal with is shit shows. When you do an intervention, it, you know, the deal, what's... But really you, don't, you don't deal with like super visible shit shows. It's like it takes a sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they're super visual uh, yeah. shit shows where people are getting yes. arrested, dealing drugs. Yes. You know, lots of crazy stuff. But a lot of times, uh, <laughs> the interventions I've done, it's really more the family members, maybe the employers, you know, some other people 
siblings or that are stuff. seeing it you know the people closest to them yeah you know other people do know it so most of the interventions that i've done other people do know it but our human nature is we're not going to say anything about it so a lot of people that end up actually going to treatment and getting help it's actually worked uh because all of a sudden they come back and they're going wow people are excited that i'm sober but they were too afraid. So yeah. getting back to that question, what keeps people from doing an intervention? They think of the TV show. They think that it needs to be a bigger shit show. Yes. They get focused on drugs uh, and what kind of drugs they're using and stuff like, like that. Made, like shooting up in alleys and waking, or shooting up, up, waking up in a dumpster. Yeah. Or, or, or they're thinking about... You know, I, I, you know, I, I did training for this one. It's like, oh, he's, he's using, you know, hydrocodone and stuff like that. But after I spent some time with the family and, you know, the, you know, the loved ones and stuff, found out, man, he drinks all the time. Yeah. And so it's really more about the behaviors. It's not about how much is being used. Right, right. But so, um. I think that it's an awareness, though, that if you're in a in a cycle with a loved one or someone that you're close to that you think, if you even have the thought that they might need intervening on or and or if you start to like if it's a spouse and you start to intervene on them, how do you how do you, you know, train your thinking to be like, wait, Okay, what is my part in this, um, and and who do I talk to, and how do I how do I know if they're ready for an intervention? Okay, so I, and I like how, and then how do you get over the fear of that you're going to be rejected by that person if you you know choose to? Well, that that's the great thing is like hiring someone that's an interventionist that is actually trained. And you know, the, the deal is a, a good master's level clinician or doctorate in, in psychology, you know, that has all the training, you know, they can help facilitate those, especially if they understand addiction. You know, nowadays there's a lot of people that are interventionist and they, they do these trainings and a lot of them are newly sober people or, you know, been sober a while. So they, they really don't have any, um, any much mental health experience and so they they might have some good recovery but but uh, they right. they and they've done this training so they have some training which yeah. is which is all right uh but the the key is when you're looking for someone to help facilitate that and i don't even know if you need a facilitator but if you go down that route is like man really interviewing that person talking to them asking them questions you know how well, many so, have okay, they done so walk walk me through an intervention because i think people only see like when you watch a show like intervention all you see is the person using and then you see like families in a circle in a room like i don't i my personality and conflict avoidance and codependency is such that the thought of just somebody saying well you need to do an intervention on this person and i'm just gonna walk into a room and say you need to go to treatment like terrifies me <laughs> like that you know so walk me through some of the things that would make somebody like me feel better about the process okay and so there's some different techniques and some different um models of 
of intervention. You can do like the family first intervention. Uh, you know, J the J's. Um, I forgot their first name. Well, just what? Just um, what's the process? They, they did that. There's the Arise. There's the Johnson okay. O'Connor. So there's some different approaches on how people do interventions. You know, so. A, a good interventionist is going to interview the person that calls them about the loved one that needs intervening. And so they're going to gather information and understand and get some history and understand the the dynamics. So and that what's could be, that on. could be actually just that, that step could be a good that's pro- a processing first step. the first step, but that yeah. just that first step could be a good processing and a good venting for the person going through it. Like the person that's going through it probably hasn't talked to anybody else about it. You know, it, you suffer in silence a little bit, like trying, there is to manage, some of that. trying to manage it or or intervening yourself and you're trying to... So that initial, just to make that initial com- conversation is probably important. Yeah, and I've done a lot of those initial conversations where I haven't charged anybody and said, hey, you don't need me. But you're And you're also saying out loud what the person is doing to yes. you. Yes. To someone that is not going to go spread it around town or gossip or whatever, you get to say, you know what? Well, okay, is this normal? He he does come home drunk, you know, five nights a week at three a.m. Like, uh, you know, and he you, it's a good way to monitor and regulate what you've probably been manipulated. Yes, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, and I I like that question, Shannon, but it's also a good way um, to. Get, to get your thoughts down with someone that is trained to ask those questions to understand yeah. okay hey what are the behaviors what's the use is there a progression does right. does there to, need yes. to you be have to have detoxed the how you know how is the interaction with you know kids or spouse or i don't or know if there needs to be detox like i that. have no idea if it needs to be detox but i mean he takes you know 15 hydrocodone a day well yes okay there's probably going to need to be detox yes so you need somebody that can answer those questions besides google Yes. Or your best friend group that um, is just going to guesstimate like, well, I I don't know. I mean, I heard, I heard, I watched intervention, you know, last week and, you know, they, they did have to do detox, but. And so, so that, so so there's that first initials, you know, deal. And then you start looking at, okay, you know, we've talked about different treatment programs. We've talked about insurance on different episodes. We've talked about some of those things. That's all part of that you know, first, second, third, you know, uh, phone calls. But then you have this time. It should be. Yes, it needs to be. And if you are talking to someone that does interventions or is an interventionist and they're not asking you all those questions and you're not running through all that stuff, then you, you, that, you might need to get a second opinion. Yes. And then here's the deal is like you start to, you know, gather that information. You start to encourage them to who are some other people that are influential in this person's life. You know, are they open to it? You know, so there's and and for example, I just I'm just I'm putting all this out there so that people that are listening can be like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Like, um, there was an intervention done on one of our family members, and the um, spouse wasn't included. Well, fiance, I think, but um, wasn't included because um, they were just, protecting her. Yeah, they were protecting her and not wanting to ruin the marriage because you can save the life and, you know, save the marriage and all that kind of stuff. But so um, just because you think somebody in your life needs an intervention and needs help doesn't necessarily mean that you'll participate. 
No, I, I, oh, for sure. And I, I was doing interventions and I didn't participate in my brothers because of my sobriety. I was going to say that, but I didn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, No, because that, and that was, that was years ago because he was bitter and it was better for me to be somewhere else. It kind of takes a professional, I think, that's trained to, to decide and decipher and um, whether or not you're going to be necessary or who's necessary for the process kind of thing. You know, it's not like you just call up everybody that, you know, I'm just pointing that out. For yeah. And so, but, but here's the deal. So you're, you're talking about, so okay, the first, the, people, yeah. the, the first steps, you know, what, uh, and then you, you know, after spending time with this person and talking to them, if you're, uh, if you're the lead in this to having the intervention for the, the loved one, uh, you're, you're going to, Hopefully that interventionist is going to be, hey, maybe we do an invite intervention where you bring the family members and the concerned party and it's a process. It's a longer process. Maybe that person needs, you know, a quicker process. That person has to be willing to come with the loved ones, right? They have to be willing, but sometimes they might not be willing, but you're still working. You're intervening on the whole family. So, so the intervention is the is on the whole family and changing up some of those codependent or right. disabling does behaviors. The person, does the person know you're doing that? They're invited? Yes, they would, be invited. In, they would be invited. And that's what I'm talking about with one uh, woman right now is like, her you know her husband found out because of the you know her in-laws and i go well let's make it an invitation and let's invite him and we can help because part of the deal is helping her uh as well so it's intervening on the 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 system not just the identified problem and it if you do that kind of typical one you see on uh a and e interventions where you know everybody shows up in the room and you know there's uh you know everybody's concerned for this loved one and trick they have to trick the person to yes get them wherever yeah you know and so what i i do believe it it feels you know in some ways manipulative but that but the addict is very manipulative yes okay and so the situation is people have intervened on that addict for a while an intervention is everybody getting in the room and being honest about the effects that person their their behaviors and their relationship with the substance or the process and how it's affected you personally you know don't talk as a we the first part of the intervention but they don't you don't send them off and say hey just you know go figure it out like go figure out what you're going to say but just try to talk about how it affects you you train the family and yes you, you, you train proof, them you proofread some of the statements and okay so sure. i i jumped ahead uh okay. i appreciate that so we've had you know two or three so initial, initial conversations conversations yeah. we've thrown out a hey who's involved so maybe the interventionist now is talking to other uh people that will be involved then you have a training and so in the training is you really talk about the disease of addiction the disease of codependency you you expel some of the the fears because fear they're going to hate me fear they're going to blame me fear they're you know all those things that there is some truth to it you know if you're the spouse and you're intervening on me i'm going to make you the bad guy well and you've all you've probably if they if it is a true addict and um you know it's a true situation then you've probably been made to feel like that 
you're making a lot of this up. Like that you're. Oh, that's you're, part of the manipulation, and the addicts so already. Fear that's going to be a fear that you're wrong. Yes. Like that you're going to intervene, and you're like you're totally wrong, but. Yes, and so yeah. part part of the deal is in that training is you're talking about those fears. You give everybody that voice. All of a sudden, you're finding out there's more and more stories coming up, and how they that person has you know manipulated and pitted other people against other people, and everybody's kind of just tired. And, and when people get honest out of concern and love and care, instead of honest out of um, anger and you know, resentment, resentment and, and wanting to see this person, you know, go you know just kind of you know, just needle them. But that's why it's important to identify the people that probably need to participate and the people that maybe don't. Well, and that's part of that training is if you're doing, you know, that that picture that you see on A&E is if you have a good interventionist, they they can, you know, have that discernment and hopefully they're like a master's level clinician or, or something right. higher, maybe an LCDC, uh, but they, they can train, okay, hey, is this person going to create more drama in the intervention for right. the loved one? We need to address them separately. They right. don't need to participate. Right. And so there's been people that, you know, really want to participate, yeah. but their participation is more about going after and beating that person up. And so it can be you that says, it's my opinion that you don't need to participate because of X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to help you walk through that. And it relieves someone else from having, like if it's a husband and wife and a child and the husband is so angry because of accidents or arrest or whatever it is, and the mom, and the, but it relieves the mom from having to say, look, you don't need to be involved. Yeah. And it's his kid, you and, know, and, I mean, or whatever. And but, yeah, that's, a, that's an example. The, the other example is more like uh you know, if it's an adult, you know, he has adult siblings, you know, there's there's yeah, yeah, parents yeah, yeah. involved and there's some friends. And then you, you find out that there's all this old childhood bullshit. Yeah. It's like, hey, and, and this sister just wants to bash her brother, yeah. you know, and she's coming across as an angry bitch. It's like, hey, she's been she's been hurt and there's been some of this trauma that's unresolved. Right. And so, hey. We'll resolve that we'll, later. Let's address that later. It's better for you to sit over here, or if it's an if it's an older parent with their adult child and stuff like that, and ha they're just pissed. Yeah, it's like, hey, they're gonna they're gonna be a lightning rod for that person. Right. Let's keep them out, and it does. If the wife's there, it takes it takes it away from her because all of a sudden you have this interventionist that, hey, this is the show I'm running. I'm helping facilitate, so y'all can trust me or get someone else. Right. 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 And so then you you go through that process and they understand addiction they they begin to understand codependency you know they they find out you know uh, you also find out at the time what the <coughs> what the person you're intervening on you know some of their healthy characteristics and stuff like that and they're they're making notes what do you you know love and like about that person and so then you help train them hey we're gonna we're gonna follow a script and how come we follow a script. Are you curious about that? Sure. Okay. Great question, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the deal. When you're in, when someone's in active addiction, the whole system's in active addiction. And uh, if we don't follow a script, the addict will start manipulating. They'll start finding right. cracks. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. And they will grab a hold so of that. So you have a, you have a planned script by you i mean not by you it's obviously these people's experiences but it's yes. guided 
by you and then um and then they can't really deviate from the script and that's why you're there on intervention day too to help you know keep people yes on, on script on script focus stuff like that it's like and and you're also there to help give them hope yes. you know i i i've done the you know these interventions with you know all ages from adolescent to you know women you know men in their 60s and 70s and we, you know when people stay on script you know almost most of the time they end up getting the help and then right. the family members get the help and so right. there you know that's where it becomes well, because positive. they've learned so much through the process just you know that i mean there's no i mean you do have a sort of magic you know touch with interventions okay i'm not going to take that away from you but um but it's really the the people getting healthier and getting tools and then they they make the magic happen they make the magic i, I just see myself more as a facilitator well, totally, i'm just you I, are. maybe that's what you maybe are. that's maybe you have the magic touch of being a facilitator i don't have the magic touch i can help people share their heart because I love this message. A message from the head affects the head. And when we're intervening on that person, especially one-on-one, -on -one, we're trying to talk logic to someone that isn't logical in active addiction. Right. You know, but so we want to we wanna share a message from the heart. And so part of that first paragraph, we, you know, I like the four paragraph, you know, uh, concept. And the first paragraph is really just talking about, you know, what this person means to you and you know giving specific examples the second paragraph is kind of the meat and potatoes how their active addiction from specific examples how it's affected you you know two weeks ago dad when i had to go bail you out of jail for your third dwi you know i felt angry scared lonely i missed you a know, test i i, I know, told I myself that my dad's never going to get right. sober right i was so embarrassed yeah you know, so you you help them share it to where it's not they the the person receiving it might feel shame, but it isn't shaming or blaming statements. Right. So you're taking away those things. Then the third paragraph is really, hey dad, you know, uh, we got you a place at such and such. Will you go to get today? Give them the option. Yeah. And so they have a choice. Right. And then there's a fourth paragraph. And that's if their choice is not to get help. Since you're choosing not to get help, this is what I'm going to do for myself. I, blah, blah, blah. And you find out. I will not bail you out again. I'm I will not bail you out. I'm not going to cover up and say, hey, dad, you know, oh, he, you know, dad's not feeling good or stuff like that. No, my dad's an active alcoholic. Yeah. You know, or, you know, someone might say, hey, I'm, I'm filing divorce. Right. You know, or I'm firing you. Whatever the situation is, because I am tired of being part of the problem. So that goes back to that codependency. And I'm going to go at the same time, I'm going to start seeing a therapist. I'm getting help. I might go to onsite. Right. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to get active in Al-Anon, those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and talk about what you're going to do differently. So it's not such a dramatic i mean it is dramatic and it it is i mean you need someone like you to guide you through that because it is crisis. many times I mean, sometimes sometimes you don't that's why if you you know i've interviewed people and i go no here's here's some tools and i'll i'll shoot them some well, yeah. some emails hey follow this script it sounds like man you have a good plan i encourage you to 
you know, follow this script. I don't think you need me. You can call me if you do. Uh, but you know, you can, you can discern talking to people that, you know, might be pretty healthy and learn and know how to communicate in effective ways. But the problem is a lot of us don't know how to communicate. You talked about that when we were kind of bullshitting at the beginning of the episode is like, we're going to talk about some other things, you know, maybe communication between couples and stuff like that. It's like people get fearful. And the biggest thing that keeps people from actually doing an intervention, which is actually a, a, I think a really sign of, of love because I'm honestly showing up and sharing my heart with that other person and how their actions and behaviors, you know, affects me. That's, it, it's not their responsibility to take care of me, but it's like, man, I can honestly show up and do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so having someone there, though, if it might be volatile and stuff like that, is someone that can calm it down and doesn't have the history of all the other people right. that are yes. sitting in the room. Yes. They can, if they're good, they can diffuse the situation, walk them over, yeah. do something different like that. Yeah. So I think it's um, a good thing to really understand that it is, you know, an act of love and it can be, you know, not as stressful as and volatile. Well, it's not. It doesn't be stressful. It's going to be stressful, but it's also, hey, fear is all right. Fear can is not necessarily a bad thing. It can actually be a gift, you know, face everything and recover. You know, I like that. You know, instead we get this false evidence appearing real and we say, fuck it. Yeah. You know, so that's that. Those are some things. And if you want to understand more about interventions, I mean, you you can contact us. We have an email. What's the email, Shannon? Filter optional. I think it's filteroptional at gmail.com. Yes. And so you can contact us. Please do. If you want to contact us to talk about other episodes that you might be interested in or for us to expand right um you know please reach out to us at filteroptional dot at gmail.com <laughs> filteroptional at gmail.com yeah. that's correct so yes. thank you yeah. until next time we're glad we're back in the studio yes yes it's good to be back peace out